Welcome to another episode of Dumb Binge Binging. I'm Josh. And I'm Tegan. It, <laughs> folks, it has finally happened. Uh, we finally fucking finished this. Jesus Christ. Um, so right off the bat, did finishing this season make you at all excited for the next upcoming seasons of American Horror Story? Um... I'm actually going to say yes. Oh, okay. Because this was my favorite season for a long time. Oh. This is <laughs> This is going to be an interesting episode. Um I fucking hated this. <laughs> I mean, obviously this is clear. We've spent so many prior episodes <laughs> speaking on this. Um mm-hmm. This is not at all a surprise, but okay, that's good at least. Um, yeah, I can like confidently say this was my favorite since Roanoke, at least. That's fair, um, because leaps the and bounds of <laughs> cult and apocalypse. So. <laughs> apocalypse makes me so upset. I really do. Like, the more we bring it up... Here's the, the thing. I want to... Yeah. I was going to say, I'm going to save it, save most of my thoughts for when we actually talk about it, but I will oh, yeah. say right now, Apocalypse was just boring. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's not revealing too much. No. And that's not a thing you can say about that this season. I exactly. will give it... Like, it... <laughs> what I try to hold above any of my other criteria, what I try to hold television and movies to is, did it entertain me? Mm-hmm. Because it is entertainment media. Yeah. That and should can, be at least the one thing that, it can do. I can say that 1984 did entertain me. Oh, yeah. Whether I <laughs> liked yeah things about it or not it did at least entertain me which puts it above like a solid third of the other american horror story seasons mm-hmm. um yeah and like i wish this was a new issue the show had but like season two <laughs> is all i'm gonna say on that uh, <laughs> which like should not have been an issue with a season that canonically had Anne frank as a character and like huge (laughs) disgusting human experimentation monstrosities and the devil yeah Yeah. like (laughs) but here we are here we are i'm gonna say i'm gonna put i would put 1984 kind of in the same category as coven Mm mm-hmm where it's like it's it's fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. So like I enjoy it. Yeah. Um I think I put it in my ranking and I cannot I'm sorry if you want to hear the ranking. It's like the beginning of our first episode. I cannot possibly remember all the seasons up until this point anymore. It's I'm sorry. Yeah. My um, my ranking has also drastically changed after some of our yeah. Rewatches. Um. Um. 
Yeah. I think Murder House might have um, rose in the ranks just because it's so good. And I haven't even rewatched it since we started no, the podcast. I think... <laughs> Murder House is... is like towards the top. Um, yeah. Roanoke definitely took a little bit of a dive after we rewatched it. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened with that. Um, maybe like in a in a couple years time we can rewatch this and have like a recap of it. But yeah. for now, this is just a straight first watch through kind of thing. Uh, yeah, the... this is like mid row. I want like it's in my mind connected a lot to hotel for me, and like I think I put hotel at the bottom. But it's definitely a lot better than I gave it credit for if I've watched it so many times. So yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. I mean, I just I have issue with the casting of Emma Roberts. Yeah. Um, she fucking sucks. She is an abuser. Yeah. And clearly has a type of character that she is willing to play and will not settle. Well, and that was like, she did diverge from that at first with mm-hmm. this season, but then by the end she was kind of right back in the same type of character she always plays. Yeah. So, like, even even outside of, like, which we should not really be doing all that much because she is a shitty person who did physically assault Evan Peters while they were dating. Yeah. Um, kind of a boring performer. <laughs> exactly. This role for most of the runtime of the show was essentially the same role she had in Freak Show. And Freak Show was more bearable because she had less screen time. <laughs> well, and I... Honestly, think she's better when she's in the roles like Coven and like, mm-hmm. like we haven't watched it, but like Scream Queens. Yeah, just a bitch. A bitch because that's what she's good at because that's how she really is. I think, mm-hmm. and it's like I just always get brought back to the fact that like Lindsay Lohan was, or not. Lindsay Lohan. Rachel McAdams was originally cast as Katie in Mean Girls and Lindsay Lohan refused to play anything other than the good girl so they had to have her be moved to Regina so that Lindsay Lohan could be Katie. That's how I feel Emma Roberts is to most of these fucking roles. (laughs) Like, I just get that vibe. This is totally unconfirmed, but Yeah, again, like, I don't know her. I wouldn't be shocked. So I can't actually speak her character other than the assault but But, uh, it was an assault so exactly it's not like the worst thing we can that in and of itself is fairly telling of her personal character Um, uh, I also just like I didn't like that and again I just and I feel like I have a lot of issue with American Horror Story doing this, where they introduced a concept that I really was so excited for, and then I just felt like they did not deliver well enough. 
Mm-hmm. I was so excited for a season based off of like the stupid, cheesy, campy '80s slashers, and it just—I don't know. It. I no, don't... that's actually one of the things I was going to say is that they really made a big deal in the promotion about how it was based on and would harken back to '80s slasher films, and it really didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like. It definitely felt like it was based on them. It didn't feel like like an homage or anything. It just kind of stole familiar plot points. Yeah, and, like, but characters. I'm also going to argue, like, to an extent, it's, I don't know, for me, it really didn't even feel like it was based off of them because a yeah. big part of the 80s slashers is that they're, is that the slasher themselves are like these supernatural monsters. Oh yeah. And none of the killers in this season were really apart from that the last few episodes were like ghosts. Yeah. Which is not like a ghost and like a supernatural monster slasher are not the same thing. No. Um especially when it's like the the ti- the ti- oh my god i have so many issues with mr jingles um i don't want to run down characters mm-hmm. can we can we just like forget that for this episode <laughs> yeah i don't care if we run down characters um we've talked about this enough and like characters don't matter i don't know half of their names uh which happens a lot for american horror story yeah um if we mention somebody it will give like a brief synopsis of it there's like barely any plot because it's based off of 80s slashers which really don't need any plot if you've heard if you've heard the barest like very 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 sparse plot line for either a halloween movie or any friday the 13th movie that's essentially what this season was and i don't feel like it deserves going into detail uh just because it it barely had anything to add to that. Yeah. But um so their big slasher m- serial killer monster man. <laughs> I mean right off the bat his name is Mr. Mr. Jingles. So like you <sighs> right away that this is not going to be a high quality memorable slasher villain. No. And like he was so clearly based off of the two, like, of its ilk, because I'm not saying Freddy Krueger isn't, like, also one of the he- big 80s horror movies. It's just, he was kind of his own thing. No, we'll get back to the, I want to come back to that in a minute, but let's mm-hmm. finish talking about Mr. Jingles first. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. But Mr. Jingles was so clearly based off of both Michael Myers and um, Jason. Yes. Which are, um, I mean, Michael Myers, to my knowledge, again, I haven't watched all of these. I don't think it's humanly possible to watch every movie in these franchises because <laughs> at some point you've got to just kind of disconnect because they stop being <laughs> these kind of movies, you know? It's just right. like somebody's. So, like, I'm I'm positive at some point you do see Jason's face just because, like, it's the big reveal that he's like a fucking lake zombie and he's all bloated and decaying. But I 
am almost positive that you never see Michael Myers' face. And I think yeah, that's um, because so many people play him for singular movies because they have to have like a body and they have to have like a stunt. So like it's kind of like a Darth Vader situation except like he doesn't speak. <laughs> so it's all different physical actors doing different things. Um, right. So right off the bat there's an issue because Mr. Jingles is that for like uh two three episodes. I don't even think that long. I yeah. think we had seen his face by the end of the first episode if not the second. So, like, and again, his name is Jingles, and, like, these two dudes are scary because at some point they were regular people, and you know that. Goodness. Okay. So, like, that's the scary thing is those are normal human beings that are, like, corrupted in some form or fashion. Well, and then they're also scary because... You can tell they were normal human beings, but they definitely yeah. are not anymore. And, like, they don't have a Whereas, shred of humanity left. Like Exactly. They are fully monsters hell-bent on killing. Mm-hmm. And then Jingles... Is a man. First of all, you see his face, like, immediately. He is a man. And then you find out that it wasn't... Even him. Even him. And then oh. the psychiatric facility brainwashed him into confessing which is like that's i mean that's correct of its time (laughs) it is but it sucks it's like it makes it's it really like by giving him so much humanity he's just not scary or memorable Mm mm-hmm um, and, like, I did end up, by the end of the season, I really liked the character. I felt for him a lot. That's not I did, too, but that's do. not what you want. Um, <laughs> yeah. You so, but then, that. so before we go to kind of the logical next step for character, I want to briefly touch on, like, mm-hmm. my biggest disappointment of this season, which was in the marketing, they... Obviously, there was, like, the Friday the 13th and Halloween influences, but they also, like, specifically talked about Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, did they? They did, which is, like, that would have been so cool, and we got none of that. (laughs) I think Nightmare on Elm Street was probably, of the big three, the one that American Horror Story could have really pulled off. Well, and it's also just, of the big three... I'm not going to say the best, but it's definitely the most interesting. No, yeah, it is definitely because, like, Halloween. Because he's, like, fully a supernatural being who can kill you inside of your dreams. Exactly. Like, it's just, and there's more leeway with a Freddy Krueger type villain. Exactly. And there's also, to me, it's scarier because it's not only a threat of physical violence, but also. Mental violence, yeah. Yeah. And, like, again, like, it's just even the lore. Like, Freddy Krueger is a fucking child predator. So his targeting of teens and children is that much more threatening Well, but it was... The lore is, like, it gives him more humanity because he was framed for being a child predator. Mm. 
So then he becomes a monster who preys on children. I have not ever been told that, so that's fucked up. Yeah, he Uh, was not actually, like, he was framed for all of it and burned to death. mm -hmm. And then he became this scary supernatural monster. Yeah, and it's just, again, like, the dream thing, there's so much more you could do. They're already playing around with, like, supernatural shit. So, like... We could but have instead had, of like, half instead of anything escape, you know. Well, and yeah, instead of any of those interesting things, even if we didn't go into the dream stuff, there's at least like the supernatural, unkillable zombie aspect of both Jason and Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. But instead, we just got ghosts, more ghosts for like the fifth season that yeah. we've had ghosts. And like, even then, we could have like done something better and still have the camp setting like i don't feel like there's the so many places is... they could have gone with a summer camp setting yeah like there's the obvious friday the 13th influences that are kind of come with that but we could have got mm-hmm. like cryptids we could have got aliens we, we could have there's just a... so many places we could have gone that would have been yeah. much more interesting and memorable and i honestly like i think they're comfortable they're more comfortable with ghosts so that's the thing they're going to be revisiting i get that but it's also like but also you did not touch on aliens enough in season two for it to matter at all you could have done that at the camp as well and that would have easily fit in their whole like attempt to tie everything together as well yeah but we didn't get that at all um we just got we just got more ghosts and here's the thing this might be a hot take, I don't know, but, like, ghosts are, like, the least scary supernatural beings. Mm-hmm. They're more s- just sad to me. Especially within the context of American Horror Stories ghost lore, where they are physically bound to certain s- sites. Yeah, they, like, fully cannot leave. They cannot ever move on. The camp has the same properties as the house in um both houses in murder house and in roanoke yeah and the hotel in hotel yeah if you're at a certain point did it better Mm -hmm. yeah i think honestly i mean it's just they've already explored it to the extent where it should have been explored in murder house in my opinion i think well but that's like again i think All those other seasons work better because it's not just ghosts. Exactly. That was like my next point. It's just like I like what they did with it in Roanoke and in uh, Hotel because there were things that they were focusing on before that. Exactly. Like they were essentially just character motivations. Exactly. And in, like, Murder House, we got to, like, explore it. We understand... Well, we don't understand it. But, But we do get to explore it. There's, like, we're unraveling it. We're experiencing it for the first time with the characters. And now that we're not experiencing it for the first time, I... We don't need a full season based on that. And then, like, the whole... I don't know if we we should start this so early into the episode, but... (laughs) 
it i'm just gonna keep thinking about it so let's just talk okay. about richard ramirez right now um it's not I... tasteful to have to fully rewrite a person in history who was a full-on serial killer as some sort of anti-hero romantic lead for some section like it's just yeah um it's not great um i didn't like no i did not like it either i don't like the whole satanist thing i mean like i know satanic panic was a thing in the 80s i think it could have it didn't mean anything when nobody was reacting to it you know like the whole thing about the satanic panic was it was unwarranted just mass hysteria and nobody was actually a fucking satanist yeah exactly well and it also just like by taking a really famous or infamous serial Mm -hmm. killer but then making them a satanist that makes him less scary Mm mm-hmm I don't like yeah. I'm not he was essentially a joke. Exactly. And I'm not like qualified to talk about these things but like mm-hmm. the scary thing at least to me about serial killers is that it's like a human being can do these horrible yeah. horrible things of their own free will. And it's it And then instead they were like <laughs> to, no he just to... did it cuz the devil told him to. Exactly. And like even then, in the real world, that's fucked up and scary that someone is actively, like, harming individuals for a yeah. de- for what is essentially a delusion. Yes. To give validation to that and actually make him immortal because he actually did Satan is real and what he's been doing is justified for his own means. It's This is a... This it's is a fucked real, up. real person who um, did real horrible things to real people and those people's loved ones have to deal with the fact that there's now a character that is actively being shown as at least a little bit like lust worthy in this TV show. Yes. It's fucked up. Like they didn't try to to redeem him like they did for Mr. Jingles because they shouldn't have. But also they've given him a narrative where he can never die. Exactly. And that was what he wanted. I don't care that he's essentially living to die repeatedly by the people that he's killed in this campsite. We've already seen him escape them like twice in that last episode. So and like these are he's he's never going to die. The ghosts are forever. So if he is mm-hmm. able to cross that camp line just once he, he like He's like unleashed. Re- yeah. It's yeah, just, it's fucked up. Um, they should not have done that. Um, they shouldn't have. And like, yeah, it's just bad. Um, it's very bad. Um, I, I yeah. know, like, I have, I haven't, I have mentioned before that I did like the aspect of that for hotel, but the issue I think is that like. <laughs> Well, but with hotel Those are cameos, they're cameos, and they're all dead. Yeah, like they can't, like 
directly cause any more harm because mm-hmm. they are ghosts and this is just like a stupid Halloween dinner. And I think, honestly, my biggest issue with Hotel is they've brought in real-life serial killers for that season uh, as extra characters and then made Evan Peters his own character based off of a real-life serial killer. Yeah. Which, I don't know, it, it's weird. And I don't fully understand that decision. But I have a more concrete understanding of why doing what they did with Richard Ramirez in the season was not great. No, exactly. Um, I, I just, we don't need to fuel the fire of the weird serial killer fan girls that exist on the internet. Exactly. Who, who is definitely the prime demographic that is watching this show. Um, the only other character I feel like we really like need to talk about is Margaret. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The actual killer like who killed everyone at the camp and then pinned it on jingles. Um, Mm -hmm. I think in the beginning, at least she was done really well Yeah, because she was unnerving, but, and like, I kind of, everybody had their suspicions, but like, it's also this kind of a show where it's like, obviously they're going to do that. But like, it is also reasonable that she could have just been very overbearing. Like she was, at that point, from what we were given at the narrative, she was a survivor of a very dramatic event where she got her ears cut off and she yeah. was l- found lying in a pool of all of the dead campers. Yeah. Um, so it could have just been like, she's desperately trying to hold on to like normalcy in a camp setting. She just doesn't want the camp to fall to the wayside, but like it's a very triggering location. Yeah. Um but also like that didn't happen, so But I thought it was done well in the beginning and I did think like like I kinda saw it coming, but I thought that mm-hmm. like twist with her was done well. Yeah. But then in the later episodes it's like she's just yeah. There's no motivation or anything for her anymore. Yeah. She's kind of there killing people. And um, it's I don't know. They set her up to be like this huge thing and then like kind of didn't matter. <laughs> no, it's think... like I I really wish they had just propped her up as the main villain mm-hmm. all through to the end instead of being like remember Richard Ramirez? Yeah. I think it was okay to let Richard Ramirez die and to not <laughs> focus on it further. Um exactly. And I th- I think when the ghosts of the camp all team up to kill Margaret, that should have been the end of the season. (laughs) We really didn't need that final episode. No. And I know what the fucking intent was, which is so Yeah, I understand the intent, but it was just not... It was Neat. no. It was a full fucking ripoff of a fan-made thirty-minute video trying to revive. Oh, I think I think it was the Friday the Thirteenth story, where this guy was hiking and he stumbles across Camp Crystal Lake, and then like he finds Jason, and he has to spend the whole like rest of the half hour trying not to die. And he's like yeah. slowly bleeding out from a leg. Like that is exactly what it's they were like. Doing that. For that. And then they were also like, but he's Mr. Jingle's son. Yeah, and like 
it's just I don't know. I think it's a bad move, especially when like the thing that they were referencing wasn't made by a studio. It was made by a couple guys who really loved this specific franchise and decided to like pour that into something creative. Like, yes, because if they're not giving proper credit to that, then like there's not a lot of people who can like find it because of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, there just I that whole last episode unnecessary felt wholly unnecessary. Which, like, again, is par for the course for this fucking show. Yeah. Um, the plot general, gen- the plot generally devolves and/or takes a weird turn into a completely different direction about halfway through the season. Yeah. And this season is no exception. Which is also another reason why I feel like Murder House is the best because. The- it was so actually carried a plot from the beginning to the yeah. end. <laughs> it's really sad the jump in like narrative direction from season one to season two. It's really sad to see a show jump the shark in the second season. Second fucking season. And then Coven is its own thing. And we talked about it for two fucking hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So much happened, but like at least with Coven, it still felt like narratively, like like I could follow everything. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I don't know how point A led to point B, but like I didn't question it along the journey. Yeah, and those are like the seasons that I generally like more are the ones that I can at least more or less follow. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Murder House. I kind of like Coven. (laughs) Um, I like Hotel. I like Roanoke. Mm -hmm. Those are, like, my favorites. And it's just, like, a lot of those seasons are just one specific plot line. Exactly. And again, I have a lot of issue with Hotel. It's the one I've watched the most, so... (laughs) It's also the one I've watched the most, but, and I do understand the issues with it, and we'll talk about that yeah. if we do it eventually, but I feel it's like we probably, it. like, my favorite season besides Murder House. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, and this one, I think it attempted that. It had a lot of, a lot less episodes, and it. It almost carried a plot all the way through. Yeah. I think it just got bogged down trying to really like revel in the references it was making. Like there was yeah. no reason for like almost a good half of one of the final episodes to be devoted to a one-hit wonder 80s band. Yeah. Um Who I now also think the fucking camp forever. Like can you imagine? Can you fucking imagine? The only yeah. fucking entertainers you have for the rest of eternity are a fucking band from the 80s who have one song. Yeah. Um, I'm also gonna, like, just say I really think this season's biggest downfall was that they tried to appeal to, like, 
the serial killer culture because there's such a big difference between a slasher and a real life serial killer Mm -hmm. and like this season would have been a lot better if it had been what it said it was going to be and been a about a slasher villain as -hmm. opposed to serial killers and like i understand why it was included because like 70s 80s was a (laughs) very unsafe time to be any individual (laughs) i get it a a person actively killing other people um i get it but it wasn't the right choice in my opinion no um especially since we've had so many other fucking seasons already like there's so few seasons of this show that don't have a serial killer yeah we i was like even like i'm like i think freak show was pretty good about it because it was focusing more on like discrimination kind of horror but no they had fucking twisted the clown yeah um like i can't i honestly maybe apocalypse just because they had other things going on but I don't know of a single <laughs> season besides that does, that doesn't have like some form of a serial killer. Maybe yeah. Murder House. Nope. Well, nope. no, because Murder House has the Doctor. The Doctor, and it had um, the Murder House that actually was had recreating. So. The, yeah, the, they had the people that were recreating the previous serial killings that happened in the house. Never exactly. mind. It's just, yeah. I think literally every season has had them in some capacity, which I get it, especially because it is like it's scary American horror story, and that is like a core part of like Americana horror mm-hmm. is serial killers. I get it. But the but thing with go back to having them in the background. The thing with the thing that they were basing this season off of is that's what the monsters are. Are essentially serial killers with fucked up powers. But that would, like, I want to see some fucked up powers. Exactly. And, like, I don't want to see Satanism powers. (laughs) If you're going to talk about, if you're going to talk a big game and even, like, have your poster be what it was, Mm -hmm. then I want to see some actual fucking slasher villains and not, not some, like, D-list serial killers and Richard Ramirez. There was no fucking knife murdering. I mean, there like, was like some, but there wasn't anything like that. Like that poster looks like The Shining. Absolutely. And, and like, when did that God, fucking happen? see that. That would have at least been an interesting mm-hmm. take on the ghosts. Like, yeah, honestly, it's just. <laughs> the intent was there and I really like that's my main issue is just like all of the recent like seasons have been suggesting to me something that I like and I'm uh, not a writer and, like in any stretch of the definition mm-hmm. I am not a writer especially not for television but like it can't and like I know a lot of the episodes aren't consecutively written by the same person. But it can't be hard 
with a limit of ten episodes to have just one fucking through line. Yeah, that I means was... something. Here's the thing: I am a writer. Like that is what I went to school for. I like my entire degree makes me qualified to write and to analyze media. Like mm-hmm. that is my entire degree, and like it's not that hard. I've had classes where we've passed around a piece of paper and written a sentence, and you couldn't see who what the person before you wrote, and we've had more cohesive stories than some American Horror Story seasons from that. Like <laughs> it's not hard. It's, it's just, I don't know what, like, the work environment's like. I don't know how long they have to write before it goes to shooting. But, like, it's ten episodes, guys. Not even. Not even ten episodes anymore. And, like, <laughs> a good portion of the episodes, especially for this season, is just girl runs from camera screaming. Yeah. It's... The whole plot line with oh god, she went by so many names. Um, the the fake nurse who was like the psychiatrist that freed Jingle. I forgot her name. She had too many. I remember. I know one of her names was Rita, but I think that was her. Yeah, I I think that was the fake name. We'll call her Rita just because, like, again, I don't know any of the characters' names. Yeah. Um, I know Big Dick Schuster, but like that's. Disgusting. Name. Um, but like her, ca- so she she's the daughter of a serial killer. Yes. Um, who I believe she killed her dad because yes. she followed him to a hotel because she thought he was cheating on her mom and said he was just murdering people. And then so she goes and becomes a psychiatrist. She wants to understand serial killers. So to better fully understand serial killers and their motivations, she frees Mr. Jingles so he can go back to the to the camp and start killing again. And at this point, remember, he has been fully like abused in this mental hospital into thinking that he actually committed the crime. So he's like, yeah, absolutely, I'm going to go back and kill because I killed at this yeah. fucking camp. Which is so fucking right. Like, she's endangering children because this is a camp for children. Yeah. Um, so she lets him free so she can watch him do fucking murders. And then she's like, oh no, I'm a good person. Which, like, should have been arrested, I think. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that might have been a little illegal. But who knows? I just fucking spent four years learning about the law. Uh, <laughs> and then like she helps Emma Roberts character fake her own execution and go on the run to go back to this camp to stop a serial killing and then after all of this she is like the final girl before you realize that Emma Roberts is the final girl which oh god Bitch should have died. I honestly. Yeah. yeah. But um, think it would have been way more impactful to have the black woman be the sole survivor. Yeah. Especially after they fucking made the first kill the black man. So. Yeah, exactly. They could have uh, done something to remedy that. I mean, like, no, she she has to share the title with 
Emma Roberts. Emma fucking Roberts. But then, like, when Jingles' son goes, like, escapes almost dying at the hands of Richard Ramirez, because he, he has to fucking keep going back into that camp, goddammit. <laughs> Dude, you have been alive for 30 years. Do not, like, this, now is not the time. Right. But, like, so she's the head of, like, a huge psychiatric hospital. I don't think she should be. Mm-mm. Can't this fucking woman, like, take a step back and be like, maybe I shouldn't be working with these populations after all I've been through with several individuals of the populations I am slated to care over now. Yeah, exactly. Like, what? I just, I don't understand that character. Like, it's very, it's very cool. It's very interesting. She acted it amazingly. I don't like the character. Yeah. And like, I know I said I really loved Rita in the beginning, but that's because she was a kick-ass nurse. Yeah, exactly. And up until, like, the plot twist before you find out that she's, like, the daughter of a serial killer and she, like, let Jingles free, the plot twist is, like, she prevented Emma Roberts from leaving the camp once they were being pursued by a serial killer. So I'm like, oh, maybe she's just straight up a murderer. No, it's, like, even, it's worse somehow. (laughs) Which, like, I would have been fine. I'm like, whatever. That's, like, something. But, like, this wishy-washy, like violence for this character is so weird like obviously you can like she did what she did because she was so clouded by her PTSD that's fine but like it's just they have her forget that whole aspect of herself for Mm -hmm. specific scene it's just it doesn't make sense Ryan no it doesn't at all it doesn't at all Is, I mean, there's so mi- there's so much else. I <laughs> there was this is the shortest season, and I feel like it was the hardest to get through. Yeah. And this, like, I did not watch cults past that first airing. No, why would you? <laughs> and like, I'm actively saying that eighty four was harder. <laughs> Because at least I could be mad during cults. I I do not feel that way. Um, 84 was is like solid middle for me as far as the seasons go. Oh yeah, like um, I could I could probably rewatch it. It's just because again, it was at least like entertaining most mm-hmm. of the time. Cody Fern was very funny in this season. I I loved him throughout. Cody Fern is currently carrying this show. Yeah. I'm just um, going to say that right now. And it's just they have this habit of like they'll get like big names and they'll overshadow the rest of the story with those character beats. Yeah. And that's what happened with this season with Emma Roberts. They're like, oh, people know her. And she was like in previous seasons. So, like, we should follow her character. But it's like. But her character's literally the most boring fucking character. Fucking sucks. I was more interested in Ray 
and he was runtime wise maybe like an episode and a half I would literally rather have focused on any other character mm-hmm. I would have focused more I would rather focus more on Jingle's fucked up ghost mom she was actually one of my favorite characters. She was so good. But and that's like, because it's, Lily, I mean, who's, I was going to say, who's surprised it's Lily Rabe? She's like, consistently, like, my favorite. <laughs> but my God, at least she had, like, interesting motivations and stuff. I loved, I love that. And, like, that that's what carried Jingles' redemption for me. Like, yeah. I could not have given less of a fuck about Jingles' like, wife. Who got murdered? His fucking his family dynamic is so interesting. I wish I also I wish we got more screen time for Lily Rabe, obviously. But also I think we should have seen his um ghost brother more. Yeah, we saw him for like two minutes. And I think it would have worked wonders also, in trying to redeem this this murder. Another thing in that episode where he is taken to whatever like secret part of the camp mm-hmm. his brother and his brother are in there was like a water zombie that pulled him there i want to yeah. know what the fuck that was i think that was him how josh <laughs> i don't think I don't... we get a how it's I, American I, I, I don't even know about that. That was the mo- that was actually the most interesting thing this entire season. Yes, <laughs> it was exactly two seconds of screen time. I just fully wrote it off as like a reference to Friday the Thirteenth, and, and I get that. But I'm also like, it's just I'm it's, stuck on it. I mean, I, I need think, to know more. I think it would have meant left a bigger impression on me if it wasn't like heavily implied at that point that he moved on past uh, the Michael Myers persona and slid into the Jason and mm-hmm. then he was on the lake and he was actively like killing himself and like it was all like he was having flashbacks and his ghost <laughs> was like hallucinating some kind of like heaven version of the camp where his mom loved him suddenly oh my God. so I was just like okay like I can write this off fully as just like a <laughs> like it's not everything is as it seems for poor old jingles. Yeah, you know his, what? His you... ghost heaven camp is is underlying a ghost heaven hell. You know what I've decided? So like, I want I want the next season of American Horror Story to only star Lily Rabe in every role. <laughs> I think that <laughs> would be too rain. much to put on her. <laughs> I I just I fully I can't wait until we do Asylum where we can like talk about her as like a leading role. Oh my god, she carries like every also, season she's in, even when she's not in a leading role. But also like I'm because like that's my favorite character Sarah Sarah Paulson's played, so like we won't I won't be talking about Lily Rave for a lot of it. I um, will be. That's the- only thing I will talk about with Asylum. We'll, t- we'll talk about to talk about with Asylum. We'll talk about the nun and we'll talk about Lana and that's it. That's fucking it. And Kit's weird uh, sister wives at the end there. I was going to very briefly talk about the aliens because I'm pissed. 
but yeah, obviously. But um, ahead of our- <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Again, I'm gonna place it solidly middle of the line for myself. I think it's very, like, because obviously I'm in the same boat. It's just very telling of what this show is that I've spent a good majority of this and several other episodes that we've devoted to this specific season on how much I am upset by it. Yeah, and that it's still solidly middle of the line. (laughs) And, like, at least with Coven, like, we acknowledge that it was bad. And we talked about the shit that was bad. It was still like I fucking loved that season <laughs> for like half of it. And yeah. this one is just like I love Cody Fern, and I, I think the lunch lady deserved more screen time, but because she was very funny. Yeah, <laughs> she was a very funny character. But we spent so much fucking time with Emma Roberts doing fucking nothing like half half of her character's plot is other people doing stuff to her or for her exactly there's no agency (laughs) in like like her whole like backstory to like oh my god her montana wants to kill her because she was going to marry montana's brother and then he got shot up at their wedding. And she because he thought she was cheating. Yeah, exactly. And like... It's just... There's no agency in this character. Not even her fucking backstory is about her. No, you know, it's about shit that happened to her. Like, we don't get an explanation about why she was with the other dude. Like, they could... It could, they could have been cheating for all we knew. Yeah, exactly. And like, Um, she almost died at the camp. She got fucking shot. She was on death's door and Ray's fucking ghost carried her across the camp line and she passed out and paramedics found her. Yeah. And then we don't get to see her rebuilding after that. We just stumble upon her. in prison. So like... She had, like, a couple episodes where she fucking did shit, but it was, she was in prison and, like, in solitary confinement. So, like, the shit she was doing was sitting cross-legged on the floor and, like, saying swear words. Yeah. She didn't do anything to escape herself. Exactly. She didn't have any agency while they were on the run. She saved Rita from the hitchhiker serial killer. And That's made the decision to cut off. She did, and it was just to like put a car into reverse. Exactly. So, like, and this is who we spent the whole season following. Like, that's not an interesting character. No, it's not. It's like, like Violet from season one was so much more interesting, and she kind of had the same agency limitations but Violet was also a child and she was still actively doing things to progress her own story I I just I don't we made so many choices with this narrative and like none of them were good no we didn't spend any time at all for Margaret's 
like motivations no it's just like oh she's crazy and she likes to kill people it's like why yeah because we got into jingles motivations a little bit but that was like way after he had already died and was haunting the camp and whatever yeah so i just (laughs) it's hard to get through i think because you really have to look past what the show is forcing you to look at to to get to like interesting plot yeah i agree with that and it's still like mid-level <laughs> in my ranking yeah. like it's yeah i agree because it's i found a lot of it to be really entertaining but there's but that's it none of like, it was on emma roberts's part no I don't know. I'm I'm not optimistic about next season. I think it really is to my detriment of to the detriment of my enjoyment of the season if I ever get my hopes up about it again. Yeah. That's um I think that was a big advantage for me going into this season was like I have never ever had my hopes up for an American horror story season. <laughs> I think my issue was I was very excited for Roanoke and while I was watching it I loved it so going in and then like recovering from from cult it's like okay well at least it's not bad as cult and then we had like a season between that and now it's like okay we can try to like keep going and it's just <laughs> milk toast kind of narrative wise <laughs> yeah which is not something i should be saying about your season based off of 80s slasher well but that's the problem is that it's really the proper way to say that would be allegedly based off of 80s slasher yeah. because just, it wasn't it the whole season was just like look you remember what you remember something that looks like this right and i'm like you yeah and I'm like, yeah. not really. I did I did see something like this. I'm like, okay, we won't kind of like do anything with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not going to get my hopes up for the next season, but I'm interested to see what it is just because I know uh-huh. Sarah Paulson's coming back. Evan Peters is coming back. Um, Macaulay Culkin so is going to be in it. I know. <laughs> I'm so excited for Macaulay Culkin. He's so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, so, like, I hope. Pray, I'm like, I haven't prayed, I think, ever in my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm hoping we can get some redemption. Because, like, if. Uh, and if Cody Fern's in the lineup again. Yeah. I'm going to, like. I'm gonna be excited just because, like, we're gonna get some performances at least. Exactly. All I can ask is that the people who are acting are gonna be acting, and like, that's so sad because, like, a lot of like the background, like, main core group of teens. God, I wish they lasted longer because now, like, I just don't like Rita and Emma Roberts's dynamic. Yeah. After that, like, because the teens are such shitty people. <laughs> And they were fun to watch. Literally, if it had focused on any of the other core group, it would have been better. It would have been so much more fun. It would have been so much more fun. 
Like, they killed, like, Ray and the other dude's dynamic. Yeah. Was so funny. Was so fucking funny. I loved everything they said to each other. Yeah, it was hilarious. They don't interact. (laughs) And they're, like, the first two to get killed. Mm -hmm. It's upsetting. And like they were, they were genuinely fun to watch, and we didn't follow them this season. Yeah. So if exactly. they're brought back for next season, I'd be happy. I would like to see what they can do. Like, I Cody Fern was a main player for, the, for Apocalypse. Did not yeah. like him. I liked him better in this than Apocalypse. And now that he's allowed to have fun with a character with the '84 character, it's like, oh, Cody Fern is good at this. And we don't get to see him at all. Yeah. God, I love every 80s outfit he's got. Um, mostly because, and I think I've said it in at least two of the bonus episodes, that like I am teetering the line dangerously close to wearing them right now. I have a lot <laughs> of similar pieces in my own wardrobe, which is <laughs> a little worrying. But... <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, um, the fucking plotline of him being forced to do gay porn. <laughs> it didn't yeah. go anywhere. No. It was like a ten minute arc. And he acted the shit out of it. And it didn't yeah. fucking mean anything. Nope. Why have it in there? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It got the same amount of screen time that Kaja fucking Goo Goo did, and I didn't even know who the fuck they were. Exactly. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. We gotta uh, wrap up. I I'm can't. gonna say we gotta wrap this up because I have nothing else to say and I also have to pee real bad. So. <laughs> okay. We'll do the ending quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think just in general, you could watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not that many episodes. It's not that many episodes, and it is good, more enjoyable than some of the other seasons. Uh, um, next week we are reviewing Avatar: The Last Airbender. Very exciting. Um, a first-time special guest is going to be with us. I'm excited to see what she has to say. Yes, I'm very excited. <laughs> um, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Dumb Binge Binge. I will be posting a donation link to help any kind of cause related to and around Black Lives Matter in the description of this episode, as well as in a Twitter thread under the episode link. I would put it in the episode, but I'm only allowed to put one link per tweet, and the tweet is about the episode. So it'll be in the thread. We just ask it, if you're able to, to help at all. It yes. really means a lot to the people that need it. Um, it's it's a cause that definitely could use support. Uh, yeah, it doesn't hurt supporting the right that people have to live and not be murdered by the police. So, um, that being yep. said, <laughs> thank you for listening. This has been dumb bench binging.